0: The Cup of Joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818-610-8088. This is your half-empty Cup of Joe.
1: Pour a cup of this good-smelling coffee. It will taste as good as it smells.
0: This show is hosted by Joe Jaquit and Jason Walker. Because half a cup is better than no
2: cup. Good morning and welcome the Half Empty Cup. Joe and Jason on this Tuesday. Uh, and, and we've got a, a, a great show lined up for you. we got Steve Starr's. Uh, with us uh, yesterday I thought it was Virginia Farver we have Virginia is that next Tuesday uh, Jason that, that we have Virginia with us
3: yes uh, Virginia will be on next week yeah, sometimes I get my, my weeks mixed up we're, we're the 7th of November I was thinking it was the second Tuesday which is Virginia Farver but it's the first Tuesday of November so it's, it's Steve Starrs uh, he's uh, getting ready to get up on our automated system so we'll have him in the second segment Joe
2: Yeah, great. And Steve, you know, Steve always has uh, great information uh, to provide to everybody, so we'll look forward uh, to that in the next segment. But, you know, I I wanted to really talk about, uh, really quickly, because I know Steve will have some things that he'll want to talk about uh, that – The federal government and its vaccine vaccination campaign, uh, scientists now a lot of journal publications are 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 getting upset because the CDC uh, won't respond to the data that that's saying, hey, you know what, these things aren't quite working. The way you said, right? They, they're they're not as effective as you said. Uh, they're they're more dangerous than you said, and yet uh, frustration because again, this is the isn't this the, the problem? It just seems like when it comes to government, we're so big. Think about it like a, a huge ship. It's impossible for that ship to turn around quickly, right? It takes for ever because you know you people always say how is it like a you know every once in a while you hear about like an aircraft carrier crashed into a a, a cargo ship you're like how's that possible well because you know what they can't move very quickly and jason this is a a, a huge problem because the realities are the government kind of knows hey once we pick picked the path it's really hard and and, and to to change paths, so what they end up doing, Jason is well nope, that's the path, and that's it and we and we never can get off the path,
3: yeah, I know uh, when it comes to things going wrong, they call it human error, right, Joe, but you know i i don't know how you get around uh, human error, and so oh, let's automate, we'll give it to the robots, right. Well, if, if there's such a thing as human error, then the robots we create are a human error. <laughs> so sometimes, Joe, there's, you know, mistakes happen. And you know the funny thing about mistakes is usually it just shines the light on really new creative ideas of how to get things accomplished. Sometimes in failure, uh, better ways of doing things. But but Joe, there's, there's there's you know you, you got to expect mistakes. You got to expect failures to happen. The problem we have with our government and the way things are being run. Uh, there's incompetence. You know, there's one thing about making mistakes, and then there's incompetency. You know, p- just putting bad people in bad positions, and o- you almost have to expect a bad result, Joe.
2: Let me let me give you the latest example. So they're a uh, molecular medicine expert in Florida. They, they were contus- uh, doing a, a scientific study. They co-offered uh, an experiment that found multiple doses of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines led to higher antibodies called I little G, big G4. I don't know what that is. But essentially what what it does is it makes the immune system more susceptible. In other words, what they said was, hey, hey, guys, wait a minute. You keep telling everybody to get, you know, get the shot, get boosted, get boosted again, get reboosted. Uh, the 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 actual science says that people that do that are actually going to have a much weak, more weakened immune system, and it's not a good idea.
3: That's correct, Joe. Yeah, you uh, don't give your immune systems uh, exercise, so to speak. It uh, it'll say, oh, well, it's it just like the uh, the average the average American. Hey, if you can just sit around and watch TV all day and, and eat, uh, you know, McDonald's. your body's going to break down you know you got to exercise your body in all different ways your mind your body your soul so to speak and and uh if you uh put the uh put put the 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 boy in the bubble right joe you put the boy in the bubble if the boy comes out of the bubble he's not ready for the outside world and that's increasingly that's what's happening to people across the world we're all being put inside some protective bubble and all it protects is the uh the germs when they come in to get us to be much more stronger joe
2: yeah and again you know the 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 answer from the CDC uh you know kind of kind of is is really glaring and and I will say that it is frustrating because so many of us especially now care about what we put in the body like Jason, Jason's a nut he cares about what goes into his body Right. I, I care, but not like Jason. Right. J- Jason's really dedicated to it. And when you hear these things, uh, it, it, it's so frustrating because the, the, the government, they're so worried. And again, you got to remember, think about the amount of vaccines a child now gets. It's like tripled since I was. Again, right. We're on the vaccine path. And, and the, the, the realities are. That's probably, not probably, at least in my opinion, I'm no doctor. But it definitely seems like, man, that was the wrong choice. And can't we go back and look at this again? And, and the eyes of the government, the answer is no.
3: Yeah, I th- yeah, that's right, Joe. That's that's right for sure. Yeah, the answer is no. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, it's, it's one of those, just, just like when we saw gold and silver, Joe, we tell people to economically have themselves prepared because, you know, if, if you don't worry about your money, somebody else will. So you got to take care of that. Well, when it comes to stop, your health, when it comes to, to figuring do out what's best it. for your body, stop, you're going to do it better bitching. even than your doctor or some scientist do or some something. big brain.
0: half-empty cup of joe is sponsored by james morgan a realtor with grisham and associates llc at 720-203-0731 yeah!
2: We're back here, Joe and Jason, uh, the half-empty cup in the Epic Times. They do such great stuff. Got a hold of the emails inside of the CDC, which now the CDC is refusing to respond to. But let, let me give you how the CDC views the research. One said, Here's this week's Google Trends with the metrics report. There was another batch of Epic Times headlines this week, so I did a little digging and have a slightly better sense of what may be going on. One cause for concern is the content being circulated describes findings from a a peer-reviewed paper in an open-access journal. The findings sound quite damning. Okay, so they admit, man, this is pretty damning. But the journal publisher has a reputation for being predatory and lacking editorial and scientific rigor so okay, let's attack the journal that this was published in, because then they goes on to say this isn't really a case of misinformation rooted in scientific literacy or cherry-picking out quotes out of context the article itself It was written in a way that definitely resonates with folks that have vaccine concerns. So, see, I'm not saying that these guys that did this review are incompetent. I'm not saying that. Matter of fact, he went on to say they seem to be very legitimate doctors and both. Have been well published. But we don't like the this particular publication because Jason, the way they frame it, it really makes us look bad. So therefore we can ignore it.
3: <laughs> well, I mean that's I guess human nature. <laughs> but hey, hey, I don't like that. That, that doesn't make me look good let's uh let's just you know like a cat let's just bury that under the dirt and forget about it we don't need to we, no one needs to see this no one needs to, no one needs to hear this i guess that's human nature right joe and i guess if you got the authority to and the ability to bury it you'll bury it and that's kind of what COVID kind of taught some people they kind of started figuring out like you've said many times that people started like waking up and, and, and listening to what the mass media is saying and it just stopped making sense joe and that's what we're going on. That's what's, what, uh, that's what's going on with this situation.
2: Well, and again, they, they, they. Another person wrote in. These were all emails internally within the CDC. Oh, this publication post uh, uh, pointed out papers from Doctor McCullough. Right. So now, now it is. Hey, we're not necessarily criticizing the results. But since it's in a publication that, well, they printed bad stuff about vaccines in the past, therefore, uh, we shouldn't have to look at it. Uh, One guy went as far in, in, in this to say, at the very least, it seems like there's some editorial recklessness going on, especially since the net result is that the research is being viewed as legitimate, and, and it is circulating widely. And then in parentheses, listen to what he writes. And if the research is, in fact, legitimate, it should definitely be on the CDC's radar.
3: You'd think so, Joe. Or maybe it is. And like you said, they're just—it's just an ignoring of the facts. Let, let me read a, f- a couple facts here. I mean, this, this is just vaccine facts. Uh, vaccines are classified by the FDA as biologics, bypassing randomized, double-blind, long. term
2: Jack, I can't hear Jason is Jason going out?
0: Hey, Joe, you there? Yeah, yeah, everyone went dead for a second i'm I'm trying to work on it,
2: okay, are we dead right now?
0: um, you are live,
2: okay, all right,
0: okay, yep, you're
2: live, Joe. Thank you so much for that, Jack. So uh, we got some technical. Uh, difficulties uh, Jack is is going to be working on, uh, but but uh, it's it's something where and again this seems to be uh, the the pattern when it comes to uh, the government, which is anybody that has an opposing view. Let, let's criticize, ostracize, and then if we feel like. Well, the data could be right, and wait a minute, this guy's a very respected scientist or whatever it may be a researcher. then we'll go and attack the publications that are printing it as a reason for not looking at it and and that's the part that really is upsetting. I guess I'll give credit to the very last guy i mean, even though uh he put it in parentheses. By the way, if this research is right, man, we better look at it, right? And, and he didn't say it like that, but, but at least uh, he was the only one. All of them were just tearing apart, well, what journal, What publication was it in? In other words, uh, the, the feeling I got is, well, we only like the publications that print what we tell them to print. And any of the other ones that print things that we don't like, well, uh, th- that's just uh, them taking liberties, right? What did, a lot of them question, they didn't even question the results uh, uh, of, of the review. Instead, they're like, well, you know, the, 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 this journal, this author, he, he he's taking liberties. He's making it look worse than what it really is, right? I mean, here's the realities. If it's true that you getting all of these vaccines builds up this, this antibody that they're talking about, we got a problem. And again, it, it, it's it's the unwillingness that really drives me nuts, the unwillingness to say, let's look at this, right? Instead, it's like, no... Uh, we're this huge ship this is the path we've been on I mean when it comes to medicine you would think we'd have a long history uh, of saying well we thought it was this but you know what after looking at it really learning about it you know what we we need to change it we need to change it Uh, but our government never does instead what we normally get not only do they not change it they double down they triple down I mean, now they're talking about, right, they want to take the the flu shot and they want to combine it with a COVID shot. Uh, the, 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 oh, sorry, Jack was just texting me a little bit. He's working on it. He's working uh, to get everybody back on. Uh, it, it happens uh, not very often. I'll say this. It's not too often anymore uh, where we have uh, one of these problems, but it, it does pop up. Once in a while, but again, it's just something where, uh, I will keep bringing this up because I know a lot of us don't want to talk about COVID anymore. I get, I don't want to either. Unfortunately, this is when the truth comes out, right? This is when, uh, we, we learn about, okay, what was real? What wasn't real? And, and isn't this the time when we sh- these doctors should all be uniting and saying, hey, let's, let's really dig in here. Let's really find out. Let's get all the best minds, which would include, let's get the, 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 the biggest dissenters, right? Let, let's get uh, the guys that, that are the biggest homers, let's everybody in between and really figure out what is happening, but that's not what happens no what, what unfortunately, what happens is we're just going to discredit disregard if we don't like the researcher well that's good enough right oh, uh, oh that's Peter McCullough we don't even need to look at it. if it's a researcher where they're like, wait a minute well the, the, you know what and you know what's funny is Peter McCullough was one of the most published guys in, in, in medicine. Who now apparently uh, isn't worth it? But when it comes to this latest study about taking the vaccine and then taking the boosters a uh, year after, year, you know, and I'm glad you know, the last report I think only three, I think it was only three million people had taken this latest boost. I don't even know what booster number it is, three, four. I'm not sure, but. The the problem is, well, these guys, mm, they're pretty good. And I got it. Let's attack the publication. Let's attack the 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 way they preface the data. In other words, well, the data could be right, but I you know, they got really aggressive and made it look worse than what it is. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, okay, well. How much worse than what it is? Because the data is the data, right? Unless they changed the data, it is what it is. Now, they may not like the words they used, right? They may not like the the sounding of the alarm. You heard one of the people on the CDC talk about, well, this is definitely, they play to the anti-vax crowd. So they skewed uh, the language of the article to appease that particular crowd. And here's the thing, I don't care who they're appeasing, right? The data's the data. What does the data say? Whether or not you like what the data says, is irrelevant. And again, if you don't like how somebody, quote-unquote, spun the data, is the data accurate? And if the data is accurate, then we've got a problem. And Jason, th- th- this is what happens when you have too much government. And let's face it, the people that sit on the CDC are bought and paid for by Big Pharma.
3: Yeah, too much government always is not a good thing, right? Too much government always creates a situation where you have less freedoms and there's always some class of individuals that then has all the control over whatever you know department has just been made up you know so usually it's the federal government's always oh the department of energy and the department of education well this is you know when it comes to health joe and, and health insurance yeah they've regulated that too and it, it becomes a quagmire when it comes to trying to get the things done in, in a worthwhile fashion so uh man it's uh I don't like government, Joe. Government is the necessary evil. You, you have to have it. One man, one man on an island is freedom. Two men on an island is government. So, yeah, it's a necessary evil, Joe. It's,
2: it, it is necessary,
3: really necessary. But what we've lost sight of
2: is the fact that uh, government now is really in business Uh, with the businesses. And and that's really what the problem lies. Can you imagine if the CDC was truly independent, how much better we could be, better off we'd be right now? We'll be back with more. Stay with us.
4: it. Trees make you feel good, and the Tree Farm's
8: 50-cent tree sale will make you feel even better. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one 6-8-foot-tall to eight foot tall aspen clump for $169.50 and mix and match another tree for only 50 cents. That's two trees for only see. You take I-25 to exit
9: 235, then five miles west to the Tree Farm.
10: We can do that too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories. Stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com.
2: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. My passion has always been to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. radio has helped my pillow become the amazing company that it is today. And my employees and I want to thank you with some of the best discounts ever. Just go to MyPillow.com right now
9: and use promo code KHNC.
2: There you're gonna find deep discounts on all my pillow products, including the new six-pack towel sets for only $29.98.
0: The half-empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at 970-800-3693.
3: welcome back half empty cup of joe steve stars is our guest today we had uh, just some issues getting him uh, onto the air but steve you're with us now and and uh well you know we still got an hour and a half a show left plenty of time to, to talk about things i know you have a few clips why don't you just uh, come on in and tell us well where do you want to head today and and uh how we're gonna approach the topic
11: Wow, uh, you know, glad to be on with the end. Uh, of course, uh, thanks to everybody for hanging in there with the technical stuff. And I'm here, uh, you know, uh, I guess something was trying to impose upon this message today because I think we got a lot of important information uh, from a t- uh, Fox News clip last night. Of course, you may have heard already uh, they were going to appropriate some money for the what they were calling easing inflation issues and all of that. Uh, mostly guns-and-butter issues. But, of course, some of that money was going to Ukraine, which was cut out of the budget. And as it ends up, $14 billion is going to Israel. And uh, this was what happened from the floor there last night. And we'll have a story from Fox News whenever you're ready to uh, to play that clip, Jason.
3: Yeah, let's go for it. Let's dive right into it. Uh, uh, once again, it's uh, it's to say it again. It's a, uh, it's a Fox clip and, and uh, reintroduce it. So, just so I get a right. double down.
11: Well, you're going to get a, a, an outlook as, as to what happened with this budget cut. They, uh, the House Republicans took over, and they said, we're going to do this. We're going to make—the uh, money's going to go to Israel instead of Ukraine. And, of course, Zelensky's kind of wandering around uh, untethered like a lost dog right now, trying to soak more money out of us. As you and I and Joe had talked about before, remember when, we, uh, when Henry Kissinger said he didn't think the long-run outlook for Ukraine having any kind of victory— was very good. Well, it's obvious, obvious now that I think the entire thing's been a disaster. They're out of money. People are dying. The Ukrainians are sick of it. And the money has now been cut and moved over to a whole new shebang, you know, which is the Israeli uh, in, envelopment of all of this which is going on in uh, uh, Gaza, which we'll get to later. But first of all, where's the money going, right? Here's where the money is going now.
12: The House has just in the past few minutes approved a $14 billion plus standalone Israel aid package. Just happening there on the floor. Congressional correspondent Aisha Hosni is on Capitol Hill tonight with the very latest. Good evening, Aisha.
13: Right. Good evening to you. This was the first big legislative and political task force. Speaker Mike Johnson and I would tell you that he passed this today in somewhat of a bipartisan fashion because this vote wound up being 226 to 196. They lost two Republicans that we were expecting, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Thomas Massey, but they gained a whopping 12 Democrats at the final moments of this vote. That's surprising, Brett, because there was quite some serious and intense whipping going on on the Democratic side, not only from leadership, but also the White House. came after the Senate majority leader basically drew a line today saying that he would absolutely not take this House bill on the Senate floor. Now, the Democrats had a lot of problems with this particular bill. First and foremost, the unprecedented pay for. Uh, Republicans are clawing back $14 billion from the IRS funding that was tucked away in the Democrats' Hallmark Inflation Reduction Act. They don't like that. Also, the bill leaves out President Biden's requests for aid for other allies.
4: They are leaving the
6: Ukrainian people high and dry in their war to stop Vladimir Putin and preventing the United States from bolstering our ally in Taiwan against Beijing's aggression.
13: But Speaker Johnson was pushing back on that today, Brett, basically promising that he is going to bring up Ukraine aid, that that will see its own day.
11: Ukraine will, will come in short order. It will come next. And you've heard me say that uh, we want to uh, pair border security with Ukraine because I think we could get bipartisan agreement on both of those matters.
13: Now, Johnson's Israel aid package backs Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell into a bind, into a corner here. Now, McConnell would prefer that Ukraine and Israel aid be tied together, Brett, but support for that is actually dwindling amongst Senate Republicans. The next battle, of course, now goes to the Senate. And what Chuck Schumer does next,
12: Brett?
11: Aisha Hosni, live on the
12: Hill. Aisha, thank you.
11: Yeah, uh, Mitch is complaining, of course. He wanted his money for Ukraine to continue, and they cut that out right away. But you can see what's happening here a little bit. You know, uh, there's been a shift. And I like the way they're coupling the whole idea of securing the border along with Ukrainian funding. I don't know how far that's going to go, but I, I would say we don't need to spend any more money on Ukraine. It all ought to go to the border. What do you guys think?
3: Well, I'll go first. uh I mentioned, uh, I think, uh, a little bit in the last week or two, that it, it sure seems like that this is like uh, a lot of things. War is is financially motivated, and it seemed to me that there might be uh, an end game somewhere where uh, Western leaders get to put a puppet president somewhere in Syria to control those assets and get rid of Assad, and then uh, Russia gets to put their puppet president and. In Ukraine, in the end game, and, and this is kind of like a trade, kind of like a couple of football teams. One uh, one guy needs a quarterback, the other guy needs a you know a cornerback, and they and they they make the trade, and and uh, both the teams are better for it. I it just seems like that's what it is, uh, Steve. Because I don't think Russia's is ever going to uh, let go of Ukraine because of the geopolitical st- strategy of that country. That, that country, you know, the uh, NATO is just closing in all around them over the decades, and right. Trump. Did nothing but want the oil out of Syria. You know The, the, the guys that got him elected, You know the Rothschild bankers, they, they, he was in Syria with the Kurds and, and defeating ISIS since the very first year of his presidency. It's one of, the, it's one of the major reasons I stopped liking Trump was in the very first year what he was doing in Syria. And in 2020, I played the clip over and over again. I won't do it today, but I have this 27-second clip where he's talking to Laurie Ingram and saying, yeah, we're taking the oil. We want the oil. Well, they, they can't have the oil There's there's all kinds of chaos going on in Syria. And they have Russia, which is still in Syria, and, and, and Assad kind of blocking their ability to continue to, to I guess, take the resource. They're, we're just taking resources, Steve. So right. uh, I, I don't see this as a necessarily good thing. I just see this as business as usual. There's, there's uh, big economic powers uh, at, at play here. They're all inside the same economic world system. So they just get, they're like children. They just need to know how to get along. Big banker right. mom and dad is basically telling them, hey, yeah, you're Russia and you're United States, but you guys got to figure things out. And so I, I think that's what's going on here, Steve. I think uh, Israel wants to expand, Syria wants to be run by Western powers, and Russia wants Ukraine. So sure, sure, it sure seems like an ideal trade for the world system, Steve.
11: Sure does I wonder if Joe has a comment here because I've got another one Joe, you got an idea of what you think uh, is going on here?
3: Well you know here's
2: what I, I here's the one thing I like okay so somebody has finally started to say, wait a minute. We're just not going to keep throwing money around and and at least try to get some offset here. I'll give you the rest of my opinion when we get back because I think this is important stuff.
4: As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's
8: 303-809-3343. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com.
2: Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank. Which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquint, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800 951 Reasons to Own Gold, number 37. Who are the people that tell you not to own gold? Bankers, Wall Street, Pinstripe, Bandits, and all the other debt pushers out there. They believe in endless money printing that taxes all of us in the form of inflation. Make sure your wealth is protected by calling the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. We're back here, the half empty cup. Joe and Jason are our, our guest Steve stars and you know we're we're talking about this this funding bill and I want to point out a few things. You know, this is a House bill. Okay, so, so this still would have to go to the Senate, would have to go onto the president's desk. I know the president has already said he's gonna veto it. Uh, this was a at least a change for right now. Where uh, in the past, when you had a crisis like this, then all of the other spending stuff that you, you know, that was getting harder to to do, you could use that, oh, well, Israel needs this money and they got to have it, and then they throw in all the other projects with it right which is what they wanted to do. They wanted to throw in money for Ukraine. They wanted to throw in more money for uh high speed internet and all kinds of other things, you know, be- between all of the legislation, they want to add about 150 billion dollars. Uh what what Johnson has done is said, well, first of all, we're not doing that, right? And and this think about this. This has both Republicans and Democrats, especially in the Senate, yeah, upset. Right? They they mm-hmm. they they don't like this. Hey, no, I mean, we shouldn't do that. We should, you know, just spend everything. On top of it, not only did he say, "Okay, uh, I'm going to give you the, the Israel part. We're just going to give Israel money." That's a, which, when you think about comments, doesn't that make the most sense? hey, there's a thing yeah. in Israel, let's just give Israel, the, the Israelis the money. But Johnson's going a step further, saying, listen, I'll give them the $14 billion, But we're going to cut spending somewhere else to match it. And, of course, uh, I think uh, you know a little political theater, uh, he says, let's take it from the IRS, Steve.
11: Right, yeah, absolutely, and uh, of course, uh, you know, there's a a lot of hang-ups here because we've got two carrier fleets out there off the coast of Israel. You know, we've got uh, the uh, Eisenhower and also the Gerald R. Ford uh, out there, and that's that's a very expensive venture. You know, that's probably running two to three billion dollars a day. I don't know how much money that is uh, accumulating, but a lot of money. Uh, And then you've got the situation here where uh, you know the Ukrainian war has never gone anywhere in the favor where they wanted to go with it in the first place, it's, uh, it's gonna get worse because Russia is really putting the hammer down now on them and uh, that situation is lost. But what was so interesting is what we talked about last time I was on the show. Remember we talked about the APAC lobby. Notice how many yeah. Democrats voted for Israel funding, okay? What's gonna happen in the Senate here? You see what I'm saying? Where is, this, where is this shifting? How is this going to that direction? Now, uh, Netanyahu has just recently said there will be no ceasefire in Gaza until all of the hostages are released. Is there hope for a ceasefire? I mean, that's a very good question. I, I would like to see that so much because I, this is just horrible. Everything that's going on here right now. But it's been bad in Ukraine all this time as well.
3: Steve, we do. We did the James Trafficking show yesterday, and we – Yeah, the, I heard that. James Trafficking was talking about APAC way back there in 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let me – I wanted to piggyback on what you brought up and what what Joe said. And I, you know, I had mentioned about this being sales markets and doing a trade. Let me, let me simplify it a little bit more, I think. We were in Afghanistan, and we were spending a, a boatload of money, okay, and that war abruptly came to an end. And very quickly, right on its heels, what happens? Ukraine starts. Okay? Yep. So the money being spent in Ukraine per month and per year is more than we were spending in Afghanistan. It's just about the money. So I get the feeling with the scenario that I heard on the clip, I think, with, well, you know, everyone's got to win, right? When it comes to these votes, that everyone's got to win. Why do I get the feeling that uh, – that the Ukraine spending will uh, will come to, will cease in whatever they pass, but then whatever spending for for uh, Israel increases, because let's you know I don't know if the average person really understands when you get a budget. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna spend you know two hundred million dollars, two hundred billion dollars on uh, Israel, and we're gonna stop spending in Ukraine. Once Joe Biden gets his hands on that money, he can take fifty billion dollars and send it to Ukraine all he wants. The way, that, the way they pass this thing it doesn't really matter once once the, the the spending is passed you can change it some every time there's military spending for Afghanistan or there's military spending for Ukraine all that money doesn't go there people get have to have to figure this out that look some of the money goes to Germany some of the money goes to Hawaii where we have bases some of it goes to fixed ships in this place or goes to Japan to I don't know, you know, build more barracks for the soldiers. or what, You know, it doesn't always just go. They just come up with an excuse. Well, we have computers in, uh, I don't know, France that are doing work against, uh, against Hamas. So uh, we're sending some of that money to France, right? So, so to me, uh, Steve, it's going to be, and Joe, it's going to be about how much money is actually being sent to, to Israel. That's how they're going to pass this thing. The, the, the Republicans that are well, not going to send money to Ukraine, well, they got to get their win, but then biden's got it well i need to spend more money in every place i want to send it so i, I and i'm just guessing but it seems to me that spending on israel's is are going to get really big and then they'll pass it joe what do you say
2: well you know I, i'll say this that's a distinct possibility right that that uh if we can't get ukraine money we'll make it so we got to give israel a lot more money uh and then they and siphon it off uh you know the one thing also i want and i you know I didn't make this point and I and I wanted to going back to Steve's original you know question early on I understand supporting Israel I do they've been a tried and true ally and I know this and I know there's been some issues right in in you know the USS Liberty and other things but but by and large Israel uh Sides with the United States, right? They're, they're, let's call them not only a friend, right? We'll say, you know, and if we want to use like personal relationships, Israel's a good friend of ours. Yeah. Ukraine, they weren't a good friend to us. Matter of fact, I mean, for for uh, most of the time, you could say uh, Ukraine uh, wasn't really uh, a friend at all. And, and, and okay. yet, somehow, we want you know, Israel's it's, at least the first request is only fourteen million dollars. We want to give Ukraine sixty billion more.
14: We'll be back after the break.
15: Any major disaster, especially weather-related, when the power goes out, can cause people to suddenly panic. Within hours, grocery store shelves in your area can be picked clean. Food supply lines get interrupted, and food is hard to find. At that point, it's too late to do anything about it. You must survive only on the food you already have in your home, or risk waiting for the government to respond while you're standing in food lines. So ask yourself, do you have enough food in your home to last for weeks or months?
2: We're back here, the half empty cup. Joe and Jason got Steve Stars with us eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. And quite a, you know what? I I'm, I've been on this from day one. I was not a fan of what happened in Ukraine. I think we deliberately caused that action. It didn't need to be. Uh, there was a multitude of peace agreements that the United States had agreed to as well as Ukraine that we just decided, yeah, you know what, we think we've got the momentum here and we can just stick it to the Russians and, and we're just going to get away with that and, and we're going to let let them be a part of EU, let them be a part of NATO and, you know, Russia for, for the most part, listen, they had this thing after World War II. Where they're like, yeah, we're gonna make sure that we don't have to fight any more wars on Russian soil. That's why you know when the the USSR, for people that don't, that was a big reason for the USSR is Russia was trying to surround itself to where, hey, before you got to Russia, you had to fight in these other countries before you could come here first, uh... and then we we basically just picked a fight with somebody that quite honestly, like I said, you know, Ukraine was, was, you know, they weren't a friend of ours. We didn't hang out with Ukraine. Uh, and again, this is not about the Ukrainian people. It, the only thing that I knew about the Ukrainian government, and I don't care if it was the pro-Russian government or the pro-Western government, how corrupt they are. And, and look at it, look at it now. They're banning the church. There's no elections. Everybody but Zelensky and the entire cabinet has brought, been uh, brought up on bribery and corruption charges. Uh, some, of, some, some places, multiple times, it, it, it seems ridiculous that we would be spending this kind of money there to begin with, Steve.
11: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the the thing is, is, as you pointed out, you know, Operation Barbarossa in World War II was a mistake that uh, Putin said he'd never make again, where Hitler moved all of his uh, weaponry to the Eastern Front to avoid the bombers, he said, and then double-crossed them. That war lasted, uh, gosh, months. I think it was about nine months altogether. And it was like a Normandy every day. It was horrible. And and Putin said, we're never going to allow that kind of of in uh, me on our borders again. We learned a very hard lesson in World War II. And he made that comment very plainly, and he also stated uh, that they had brought out I think it was Chapter 51 in the UN Resolution when the Donbass region voted, like Crimea before, which is really what started the maiden uh, revolution, the, all that with Soros, which brought Ukraine out of a very good position. They were making money. They had one of the highest GDPs in, in the world. And uh, that at that point, things went really bad, that's when the war actually started, and the people in the Donbass area said, we're done with this, we have more identification with Russia. By this charter in the UN, we are allowed to vote, and we have joined the, the Russian Federation. Not Russia per se, but the Federation. Well, that should have been it, and Putin should have made that issue much bigger, I think, but he knew he was wasting time with the UN, and that wasn't going to go anywhere. So I I mean, how could he negotiate out of that situation? I mean, the people wanted to join Russia. He said that is appropriate, and we can't do it because the Ukrainians are saying no.
3: Stop bitching. That's Steve do Starr something. you're listening to. This is the half-empty Stop Cup of bitching. Joe. we got the over-the-hour break. We'll have more with Steve do on the other something. side. Stay with us.
2: Stop, bitchin'. Do something. Stop,
4: bitch, do something. KHNC is proud to carry My Kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve moisturizing lotions and retinol cream they also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin to see all the cbd products we carry visit the station at two south parish or check us out online go to 1360khnc.com click on the shop button
9: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast delivering a conservative, pro-family perspective since 1983. As an author, speaker, and the founder of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Mrs. Schlafly spent an astounding 70 years in public service, protecting and defending the Constitution, the nuclear family, the unborn, and America's sovereignty. Following that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin.
12: Today is election day. A fact which you may or may not have already heard about. Sadly, these off-year elections never seem to receive the kind of media attention that is thrown at congressional and especially presidential elections. However, this lack of attention does not equate to a lack of importance. In fact, many of these off-year races are at least as consequential as the big races that you hear about in the news. Throughout the nation, Americans will be voting on governorships that will determine the trajectory of their states. Many a conservative legislature has been thwarted by a tepid governor. So giving your state strong conservative leadership is critical. Even if your state does not have a gubernatorial race on the ballot, you'll probably have the opportunity to vote on ballot measures, which are a favorite dirty trick of special interest groups. When they can't buy out a vote in the state legislature, many interest groups funded by huge donors will spend millions to buy out a ballot measure. Making your voice heard against these corporations is a very big deal. Hitting even closer to home, today's elections will almost certainly afford you the opportunity to have a voice in your local leadership, including school boards, library boards, county executives, and more. These local elections are an indispensable bastion in the bulwark against woke indoctrination. We can't complain about what's going on in our schools if we won't even take the time to go out and vote for conservative school board candidates. These are the folks spending our tax dollars, so we have a duty to ensure that our community is protected from using our tax dollars for woke purposes. While it is true that voting in the so-called important years is truly important, the test of a true patriot is whether he's willing to make his voice heard even when the mainstream media's silence beckons him to stay home. Today is election day, and it matters. Don't shrink from your duty in America's hour of need. Go and vote today.
9: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Our mission, clearly stated at phyllisschlafly.com, is to enable and mobilize grassroots activism on behalf of cherished conservative values. You're encouraged today to go online and read the goals we support and those we oppose. Then join us. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and come back next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
14: This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group.
18: Just stopping in to say hi Let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling.
14: You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy. And uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley.
18: 970-443-5654.
14: 970-443-5654.
19: Hey, folks. Larry Elder here. The rumors are true. KHNC listeners are loving Y-Refi. They're investing in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or to the Fed. A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there is no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Eldorados, you got to get in touch with y Refi. I've met with them personally, and take it from me, the great Elderski, they are trustworthy, honest, and you can earn a fixed rate of return up to 10.25%. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then y.com or call. 888-YREFI24. Click on investyrefi.com or call 888-YREFI24. You will be glad you did.
0: The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. The half empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at 970 800 3693. This is your half-empty cup of Joe. This show is hosted by Joe Quint and Jason Walker. Because half a cup is better than no cup.
2: We're back here, the half-empty cup. Joe and Jason, we got Steve Starrs with us, uh, 877-536-1360. Uh, if you want to chime in, I had a texter text in. I, I did not know this. I, I knew it was a lot. Uh, but according to the texter, Russia lost. Let me just pull this back up here again. I, I forgot. It was twenty six. Uh, 26 million people. In World War Two, so if you have any doubt about what Russia is prepared to do in in Ukraine, I think that should erase any doubt. Twenty-six million people. There's a good reason why they are like, yeah, we don't want that. Right, We don't want that again. I mean, that, that, that would, uh, there, a lot of understanding there. You never hear that in our media. You never do, right? The, our media, at least in my opinion, and I'll say mainstream media, is, is unified in Russia, bad, Ukraine, good, which really wasn't the case at all. Uh, but but, Steve, going back to what's happening in the House with money today, do you think it's going to change? Or, or is, is Jason going to be right? They're just going to find another way to get Ukraine the money uh, because at least in the media, the media is telling us we can't let Russia win. In other words, we can't, because I think what we should be doing right now is is telling Ukraine, listen, we're going back to the agreement that we agreed to. I want to say, was it uh, the Minsk Agreement 2016 or something like that, right. where Crimea is Russian, the Donbass region, we're going to call it autonomous, because Donbass wants to be part of Russia. That's how they voted. Yeah, right. But, Absolutely. But end, and end this nonsense.
11: Mm-hmm. They did, and and that's why this thing has gotten out of control. I mean, there was no negotiation about all that, which should have settled it. Uh, But Ukraine has been in a a downfall ever since uh, Soros and Zelensky and those people took over, basically uh, created a coup government there. And they've been in this thing for a long time. They were doing so well. They were handling – they were the middlemen between Russia and Europe, and they were making a lot of money. They were doing well. But we couldn't let that happen because – after Crimea, which actually was supposed to be part of the deal when the USSR collapsed, that that, that uh, base at Sevastopol, that warm water port that they had, was going to stay as part of Russia. And then the people in Crimea voted 95% to join the Russian Federation. Well, they wouldn't allow that. That's us entangling this whole situation and using Ukraine as the tool. I think it was absolutely despicable. And uh, as even as Kissinger pointed out, there was probably no way they were ever going to prevail in this situation, and here we are at least a year later now, and we see what's happened. It's just been a disaster. I don't think they should put put any more money into it. I think it's time for Ukraine to start talking peace and moving toward that direction. They lost the war and lost a lot of people in the process, and they weren't going to win. And as you said, Joe, the Russians lost a lot of people in that area, especially during the whole situation with that uh, Operation Barbarossa. And what uh, this, you might find interesting, Jason, because we talk about Pearl Harbor. That uh, battle took started in the spring of 1941 and ended on December 2nd in 1941. Now, you know what happened on December 7th, of course, Pearl Harbor. Well, as it turned out, the Germans could not get the oil. They could not uh, intrude into Russia. They were out of the, their capability of funding uh, or having the oil supply to continue the blitzkrieg across Europe. And then uh, a few days later, Pearl Harbor took place. So you can see how the the management of these resources was a big part of all of that there. And uh, as Putin said, we're not going to make that mistake again. We're not going to allow these kinds of weapons on our border. And we are that, that, you know, the response time is the big thing because when you have something like a nuclear weapon with a a two-minute response, there's no time to either respond or Hoard it off, you know what I mean. There's just a, it's not, you can't do that, ex- especially in our day and age. So uh, Putin uh, stood his ground, and unfortunately for a lot of people, this is where it went. Now what's going to happen in, in Israel right now? I mean, the question is, uh, you know, kind of getting back to that, as they, you know, and probably Jason, it will be correct. I think when when we say, well, it won't be about how much money uh, we're going to part and offer uh, Israel. It'll be how much more we add. Uh, to the Ukrainian budget, you know, to the taxes, which uh, I hope the Republicans will hold their ground there and say, "No, we're gonna we're gonna secure the border before we give any more money to Ukraine." This is where we got to dig in, call your congressmen, and representatives, and say, "No, fix that border first before uh, they get another dime to Ukraine." In my opinion, anyway, when, Jason, when what do you did think?
3: That, when did that when did that Afghan war start? Two thousand two, two right. thousand one. Yeah, right. right. pumping money right. into there year after year after year and uh it was I guess politically correct and I think by uh the time uh Biden was elected it was no longer politically correct to be in Afghanistan anymore. So okay, well, we got the uh the excuse of Ukraine. Well, Ukraine did Ukraine's you know, popularity didn't even last, you know, more than, you know, up to 2 years. Well, but Israel, Israel's a good one. There's always a little popularity. Yeah, we got to protect the the Jewish state. And I think it's really going to come down to the the amount of, of spending when it comes to war just, one right. came, it's, it's, and we have an economic system worldwide that's just it's it's, it's imploding and and uh, you know when you have inflation one good way to 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 help curb inflation is to just blow things up you blow things up the inflation tends to start start going away people need to rebuild you know that rebuilding is what helps uh, uh, slow down the economy and and, and uh, this is this is where we're at this is just where we're at. You know, that, I think, I don't think they're going to be, I think what they passed, uh, Steve, is going to be something that says we're not going to give money to Ukraine and that Israeli money is just going to go into Ukraine for as long as that's necessary because that war will end and Russia will own uh, Ukraine. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Steve, Do but I think something. we should get all of our troops and all of our Stop assets bitching. away from, all of our Do money away from something. Israel. We don't need to help that it's cause out time either. to plant
8: trees during the Tree Farm's 50-Cent Tree Sale. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of carriers. Gale-sized shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one seven to eight foot tall flowering tree for only two sixty-nine fifty, dollars and get another tree for only 50 cents. That's two seven-gallon trees for only 270. You can see 25 to exit
9: 235. Then five miles west to the tree farm.
12: If you've ever been frustrated or frightened by a cut or a nosebleed that won't stop bleeding or had an emergency where bleeding can't be controlled, you need BleedStop. It's a safe-in-the-wound, non-stinging, FDA-cleared powder that's clinically proven to quickly and easily stop bleeding, even for severe wounds and for people on blood thinners
15: or people with nosebleeds.
16: My oldest son cut himself with a knife quite badly and we had
15: bleed stop with us and we put it on the wound and it stopped the bleeding bandages don't do much to stop the bleeding certainly not if you're on a blood thinner bleed stop works simply put bleed stop onto any
12: cut or wound apply pressure and watch the bleeding stop
2: Easy to apply. It doesn't burn. It doesn't sting.
12: Take away your bleeding fear. Bleed Stop absolutely works even if you're on
15: blood thinners or suffer from nosebleeds. Bleed Stop is used in emergency rooms across the country. Bleed Stop only works if you have it on hand. Imagine what Bleed Stop can do for a serious cut.
4: Find Bleed Stop by clicking on the Bleed Stop button on the 1360KHNC webpage. Get yours today
0: the half empty cup of joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818 610 8088.
2: we're back here the half empty cup Joe and Jason we we got Steve Stars uh joining us a, as well and and I'm just you know uh, it, are we at least at some point approaching um where cuz it kind of you know at least in the media it's portrayed this way right like it, it, Israel uh will check with the United States uh before it does anything and the United States is kind of the uh, military checkbook for the Israelis. Because like I, I don't th- listen, the, the Israelis don't need our help. I I don't think militarily. I mean, they they have uh, the dominant force there. Uh, do you ever see a situation where you know, hey, it, Israel just stands on its own two feet, right? And if they need to buy weapons, then they do what we're going to do uh, to sell, to give them these weapons. They can issue their own debt, right, and, and, and raise money that way and, and buy the weapons that they need, and and hey, they, they just handle their business, and, and you know, this whole check and balance with the U.S. thing um, goes away. I mean, could, do you think we could ever get to that point?
11: Yeah, that's hard to say. Uh, you know, speaking of Israel's, uh standing on their own two feet, I mean, there are some things that we've got a clip here from uh, former Prime Minister Bennett. And uh, we're going to play that if Jack, if you're ready, Jack's been really good with these things. And, and I appreciate all he did to get me working this morning. But, uh, you know, we've got a clip that I want to play. and. Let's see if we can get that up. I think you're going to hear what he has to say about all of that and uh, the problems they've had with the Palestinians over all these years. Uh, This was just recent, of course, when what we saw with what happened here in the the Gaza situation. So can we play that clip, Jack?
0: Yep, already. Okay. Matsado knives do... Well, there's that. (laughs) Comes by surprise.
11: No worries. So the
17: this is this is kind of
2: uh, who who's answering this question is is is, is this one of our yeah our, this is uh, a di-
11: diplomats uh, diplomats
2: uh, one actually of this diplomats. is uh, a okay, former
11: prime minister yeah
17: okay okay. Mm-hmm. They had the chance to form the Palestinian state that everyone's talking about. No one stopped them. They have beautiful beaches and beautiful weather. And they dedicated those 17 years to shooting rockets at us and to killing us. So why would, Gazans we, would you try
13: to had a vote in 17 years? Because Hamas took over and hasn't held an election. And although you gave the territory back to, to Gazans, and yes, they voted for Hamas, and then Hamas, Hamas became radicalized... Um, they weren't a state. It wasn't like you handed over statehood to. There was no We, we actually did. They, they, they,
17: it was theirs to decide. But we, it wasn't we,
13: connected with the West Bank. It but was. That, a,
17: but that's beside the point. We're talking about Gaza. The West Bank is the West Bank, and Gaza is Gaza. They got everything they wanted. Would you try that again? Would you experiment again after what they did? I can tell you that Israelis left and right. There's consensus. No one wants to. Uh, try experiments, dangerous experiments again. Mr. Prime
11: Minister. Yeah, there's uh, Prime Minister Bennett, and the reason why he's saying this, and, and of course, you know, I am trying to be as sympathetic to the Palestinian plight as I can. But in reality, every time they've been given a location to set up, it became essentially a camp to begin with and then a terrorist uh, location, a, a, a bed of hatching terrorist eggs, so to speak. And this is what happened with Gaza. Now, I don't blame all the Palestinians. Some of those people are really just trying to survive, and they're in a bad situation. But when Hamas took over, and Fatah was just about as bad, of course, I blame Palestinian leadership i mean this isn't we got to understand the united states they don't think like we do okay i mean they've had opportunity after opportunity i mean i was looking at some of these things and 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 looking back on uh the situation with israel there have been so many opportunities in the past where something could have settled now look at jordan has gotten along pretty well with with, uh, israel over the years Uh, egypt eventually uh, came around to uh, a workable agreement saudi arabia of course. But, uh, you know, the situation with the Palestinians is every time they get a location, it becomes a terrorist operation. And this has been a problem continually for the Israelis. So I think, uh, as Netanyahu has said, we're done with it. Uh, This is over. We're not going to have this ever again. This is kind of what Bennett was reflecting there. This, uh, I know will raise some questions from some callers and people want to call in, but I would encourage people, Joe and uh, Jason, to look at the history, I mean, yeah, people will talk about how many times the Israelis came in and took over a certain location. It's been going on for years, but long before 1917, really. There were Israeli settlements in in that area when it was. They were called Palestinian Jews. I mean, been so, there uh, a long time. Yeah. See,
3: let's. I'll go back to what Joe said when I said coming out you know, into the the last break. Well, I'm gonna just let Israel handle it then. If they, uh, if if Palestine's ever gonna do a good, you know, be a good neighbor, then let Israel invade and do what what's needed, and and uh, we can just pop some popcorn and watch it on TV. <laughs>
11: yeah, you know that. Uh, the, even Ron Paul has said that for a long time that we should let Israel take care of their own business and and get out of their international affairs. Uh, I, I I'm in ly to agree, uh, but we now have uh, of course, a problem with Hezbollah people inside our gates, and they are already issuing threats from Iran that these people are' going to get hit they 're going to start attacking the United States. This is the real serious problem here that most people don 't realize
3: so Steve, what i 'd say to that is i 'll I'll, I'll make it uh, personalized. I've never had a Hezbollah person ever do anything to me, so I'm not going to do anything to them. But if someone for Hezbollah gets into Colorado and I don't know, you know, causes a lot of trouble, then that's a fight that needs to be started at that point. But uh, once again, when are we going to just punish the crime instead of uh, trying to prevent the crime? I get I get tired of prevention. Well, well, they're already to here. T- t- take they're care of our own. Well, who cares if they're here? This is a melting pot. we to have anybody here, right? I mean, well, I'm not sure for them.
11: <laughs> See, well, this we, is we what have, I'm saying. We, have a lot we of don't understand these people.
3: We have a lot yeah. of Muslims in this country, and I, I, they haven't blown up anything near my neck of the woods. But well, when they, they do, will. I'm, I'm going I'm to have a fight. But why, why don't we just wait for the fight until there's someone actually picks the fight? You know, 9/11 was supposed to be a bunch of Muslim terrorists, and I know better. It was our own well, government yeah, that blew our own people up. So I, I, right, now, right now, right now, our federal government's a bigger threat to me than Hezbollah is. Well, you, you might know, I,
11: you might find out though that it's, you're going to have both of them on your back pretty quick here because these people who are inside the gates. They have a mission and they will be attacking very soon. Uh, you know, I, I talked to Orange. Hold on. Let me ask this so, Let me
3: ask this. Let me ask this real quick. Yeah, because you know, because this is a good thread, Ron. Um, is it? Is it let's say uh, I'm gonna try to get an analogy. Uh Jeffrey Dahmer, eight eight human beings, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you bring Jeffrey Dahmer into your home and he eats one of your family members, was it Jeffrey Dahmer's fault to do what came naturally to him? Or was it your fault for letting him in? No, Once again, the US government I think is the bigger problem than Hezbollah, who wants to maybe kill Americans. Opportunity is 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 that's the government. You know, if the, if the federal government is going to let the border be like it is, and that's what they want, okay. they want the border to be like that. Then is is it the federal government's fault or is it Hezbollah's fault? I think it's the federal government's fault. Well, so I agree. There, we have, a, we have a bigger problem than Hezbollah in this country. What, you, what say you Joe?
2: Well, uh, again, I. How did uh, the October seventh happen? Right. Uh, you know, when you look at how this was, ha- you you think well that shouldn't have been possible. Uh, in Israel where, let's face it, they try to keep them out. And, 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 and we don't know, but they got in, right? They, they, they got in one way or, or the other. I think the biggest thing here that I think all of us need to realize, do we really want this to be over? And what I mean by that is it has been very clear whether it's Hamas or Hezbollah, either one, because they're the, they're the kind of the the two controlling factions in the area, that the only acceptable outcome is the state of Israel, the country of Israel cannot exist. Well, if that's yeah. true, to them, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. If that's true, right, Th- this conflict doesn't end unless Hamas and Hezbollah don't exist anymore, right? And even then it may not end. But, but you know, of course, and now Israel's talking about, well, we're not moving. Maybe we should move the Palestinians, and, and they can move out. And Egypt can give up some of their land, and they can go there. Uh, th- th- I think this is, this is the inherent problem with this war, and why I say let Israel stand on its own and fund its own war, I'm more than happy, listen, I am more than happy to sell them all the weapons they want. I don't like the fact that we got here. here's $14 billion. <coughs> What is the what is the solution? I know what right now uh Israel's made the determination the solution is Hamas needs to cease to exist and it doesn't matter how many civilians uh get taken out well we accomplish that mission because we've been doing this you know for what seventy years and, and it's just not it's not going anywhere. We want to end all this. What most people don't realize though is the real true power of Hamas and Hezbollah aren't in Gaza, right? They're in Qatar, they're in Lebanon, they're in Iran, they're not even where Israel is, is doing the fighting.
11: Yes, absolutely. Iran is a a big part of this, of course, and that's why uh, Netanyahu has been against Iran from the beginning, even before this, Gaza is only a distraction between the bigger powers, proxy wars from a long distance away. And as you to your point, Jason, like you said, you know, uh, it is our fault if we allow this to continue. I think we have to look at the the, the dangerous border situation. We know there are terrorists inside the gates now. We're going to have to get organized locally, which is why people ought to get out and vote for the sheriff or whatever they're doing right now and pay close attention. Because we, uh, we've we been infiltrated quite a bit, and they're keeping the border open. Uh, I don't know how we're going to ar- arrange ourselves to get out of this mess, but it's like you said, Jason, uh, who's to blame? It is the federal government. It is the allowance of the, what we've been going through here by letting these people pass in. Right, and Steve, if it's the federal government that's allowing it to happen, then it's the one, they're the ones that
3: want this war to happen, you know? Uh, Iran is is the key. Iran is is a big part of destabilizing their 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 neck of the woods. You know, uh, what, what once it comes to allies, it becomes muddy waters. And America solved that problem. We became this brand new country, and we're like, well, we're going to isolate. We will do business with a- any friends across the world, but we will not uh, enter into your uh, European wars or your Asian conflicts. Uh, but we will do business with friends. We'll choose who to do business with. We'll choose who not to do business with, and that just seems like a, a a pretty good recipe for a happy country. And if you look around, there are several countries that are in this world system that they just they're at, they're out. They they don't get involved in these conflicts. There's even some European countries that are involved in these conflicts. Uh, why why not just follow the uh, follow that that line of doing things instead of uh, well, uh, America has to be involved in policing every part of the world it's it's just it's just not sustainable it's not and unless unless you have a world system in place and you want america to be the world's policeman and this is exactly what's supposed to go on so open that border up let's get america really angry joe yeah
2: and i and i, I agree uh with with all of these comments steves right we've let them in they're here you know i think jason and i we did a show last week we got to said well let's hope when they get here they're like, you know what? Uh, I kind of like it They're here. Maybe here. I'm not going <laughs> to blow people up, right? I mean, and it, 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 it sounds crazy. Uh, when we get back, uh, uh, we had a Texter text that made some really good points about that exact same thing. Uh, we'll be right back. Stay with us. It happens to come and go.
7: Tehibo Tea Club's original pure pouty Arco
1: Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word tea and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088. Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088. 50-cent
8: tree sale is going on now. Choose from thousands of carry-out-sized trees that are easy to handle and easy to plant. While supplies last, buy the first tree at regular price and or match a mixer second tree for only 50 cents. Thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, fruit trees, evergreen trees, ornamental trees, and more. Also, huge savings on shrubs and perennials. You Come take see. I-25 to exit
9: 235, then five miles west to the tree farm.
0: The Half-Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by James Morgan, a realtor, with Grisham & Associates, LLC, at 720-203-0731.
2: here the half-empty cup eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty the text line that is the call and text line but on the text line our federal government and hence the central bankers that actually control uh, everything is definitely our biggest danger to Jason's point if we really think Hezbollah is a real threat being in the United States It's not you and I that are encouraging, allowing them to come in unchecked or uninvited. That is who is actually causing the threat. I would say it's absolutely orchestrated by our own government, right? And and that that just Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Uh, Another texter, these migrants might be great recruits for fighting foreign governments uh, you know, as far as uh, you know, funding type things go, uh, you know that's been something where we've done that before, right? Where hey, you come and fight on our side, uh, we'll give you citizenship. Uh, these migrants might be great for foreign governments, right? We we got that. Uh, they don't have a reason to dislike honest Americans. Talking about the migrants, but after all the foreign wars. You would think the government would would mind its own borders, right? Because isn't this Steve? How, how this works? Like right? we don't like the Russians, or we don't like you know the 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 uh, the Muslims, right? Because there's we we got involved in some conflict somewhere where, uh, where we we really shouldn't probably be involved in, and they they get that bad taste in their mouth. And you look at what's happening with Israel. Every time one of these bombs comes in and and kills uh, a couple of members of Hamas but kills, you know, 15, 20, 30 innocent people along with it, right, you kind of, you almost self-feed the hatred.
11: Yes, you do. You know, and to your point, Joe, and also to Jason's, okay, so now you've got all these people in the country who are unidentified, all right? What do you need? Well, you need a digital currency. A surveillance state, uh, a revamping of the uh, defense authorization plan, the Patriot Act. I mean, it's another lockdown, even more on us uh, to be identified, to do business, to go around various places. The surveillance state gets more important and more powerful, and we lose less of our citizenship while we pay for all of this. You know, I mean, it's pretty, you can see the whole down the road picture, I think, here, can't you?
3: Yeah, yes, yeah, Steve. And uh, you know what's funny, Joe is uh, and Steve the uh, the idea that people uh, you know, America has been since, especially since World War II, we've been monkeying around in Central America and South America, in Europe, and Asia. We've got bases in 130 countries out of about 190. And uh, you would think that a lot of the the, the world really hates us, but to to, to be completely truthful. Everywhere that those those bases exist across the world comes economic, you know, flourishing areas. I mean, where are we at, uh, Joe, like a trillion, almost less than a trillion dollars a year budget paying the military. What is that doing? That's spreading a whole lot of sugar for all these bases and all these countries. You know, in Mexico, you think think Mexico uh, wouldn't like Americans too much, but where there's a lot of uh, Americans moving into some of these towns, yeah, some of the, the locals don't like it. But the, the businesses love it. All the money that comes in from from uh, Americans moving out of America and moving into Mexico. It's the same thing with these military bases. There's there's a lot of people that actually really like America, not because we're so, because America is morally correct in what they've been doing as a government, but because all that money, right, Joe, and and all that money, all that free money, is looking like it's going to be slowing down a lot here. So America's enemies might start multiplying very rapidly because the one thing that was keeping us very popular might be uh, at short supply, Joe.
2: Well, you know, and going back to Steve's point, I think Steve's on a really good track, too. Uh, Martin Armstrong was recently on uh, USA Watchdog talking about the same thing, that uh, by, by us allowing to have this border wide open, that... Right, you know it, what, what's the old saying? Uh, you know, you play with fire. Sooner or later, you're going to get burned. Right? The, sooner or later, the wrong guy, uh, the wrong group of guys, is going to get in and do something uh, that, that is going to be devastating. That's going to shock, scare, terrorize uh, the you know Americans. And we know what the government's response is going to be, right, Steve, which is going to be more regulation, cracking down even harder, uh, you know, obviously like digital currency, getting rid of cash, taking guns, all of these things go along with it. And, and uh, for a lot of us, we're like, well, that's exactly what they wanted. This is why. They left the borders wide open. They, no. they, they didn't know exactly who and they didn't know exactly when, but they knew sooner or later. And, and why do I have the feeling that 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 legislation is probably already written?
11: Yeah, the Patriot Act Two, the sequel. You know what I mean? The next part of this is another lockdown on us, uh, essentially. Less freedom, less liberty, less ability to exchange uh, goods and services. Yeah, it's going to be another lockdown on us in the long run. And this is happening by design. If, if not by design, it's certainly happening, oddly enough, by a weird coincidence. Right, Jason, I guess?
3: Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because around 9-11... Uh, in the months and the years following, you know, you had the 2005 bombing of the bus station in in uh, in, in London, and you had these terrorist attacks. Or you know, there was there was things, whether it be uh, false flags or real, that these, these things were, were were you know percolating. Or after 9/11, but have you noticed the last 10 to 15 years? You just don't see any of this terrorist stuff in Europe or in America. You just don't you don't see any of it. You know, it, it just we're not seeing it, Steve. We just don't see it. And it just makes me wonder how much of it's actually real. How much? How much of these Middle Easterners either one have the capability to, of, or even two have the willpower to want to come to a foreign land and actually create these terrorist attacks? Because uh, it just doesn't seem to be happening. You know, we have a surveillance state in this country. You know, everywhere there's a camera. You know, there's a camera everywhere. It's, it seems almost completely impregnable and impossible to actually get away with anything. The way every single computer is being downloaded to some information bank by our, our government, it's almost like you have to have a false, like you have to have a contrived, controlled terrorist attack for it to actually work. Because otherwise, if someone actually wants to go kill Joe Biden, that's never going to happen. I, I don't see how anybody can kill that, that guy. You know, if they don't want the president dead, he's not going to be dead. So I just, I find I think- it interesting that... We don't see this stuff happening, and now what? I, I, because the border's open, we're suddenly going to have start having it? I'm not exactly sure, right? Will we have a false flag or will we have an, an organic, real terrorist attack? Is that going actually happen?
2: to stand with people that are in the storm and have courage. And if there's a man out there other than President Trump and just a few others that have really proven their mettle in the furnace, it's Mike Lindell. You're not going to get better towels, better sheets, better slippers, better beds, better hundreds of products made in America anywhere.
9: It's ridiculous how high quality it is, how ridiculous the prices are low. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code KHNC.
20: A lot of radio stations can boast about having two, three, even 500,000 listeners. But what they don't tell you is that their average listener only listens for four minutes. And if they're listening to music, they're constantly changing the channel. Same old boring commentary. Or as soon as a commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer. A lot longer. We have some of the longest continuous listener minutes in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial as soon as a commercial... commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss one second of their favorite programs advertise with am 1360 khnc and have your message heard call us at 970-587-5003 we have the best rates in colorado so call us at 970-587-5003 or 1360 khnc.com com.
2: half-empty cup Joe and Jason we got Steve stars and Steve I you know we got to talk we got uh, the government shutdown again next week Uh, so so uh, we do have to see uh, what uh, we're going to get out of the house uh, by by, uh, this I want to say it's the 14th or 15th uh, next week Uh, the the appropriation runs out Uh, we don't have a budget uh, for fiscal year 2024 Uh, there's been a lot of different chatter about extending certain spending for x amount of time other spending for others amount of time Uh, that seems to have gone away and, and right now there doesn't even seem to be a consensus On what to do, and and we've got a spending bill less than a week away on top of this $14 billion for Israel, where they want to take $14 billion from the IRS, which is kind of dead on arrival.
11: Yeah, they're uh, they're going to have to scramble to get the money up uh, again. But you know, it's going to come down to arguing at the last minute how it's going to be done, and then they'll probably kick the can down the road a little bit, giving you another extension of some kind, and have to come back and do it again. But you know, the, it's all about spending money we don't have and uh, putting the, the American taxpayers into deeper debt while we lose our security, lose our uh, our our commerce, our, our industry, our business. They're shutting down everything over this mythical global climate change. Everything is happening uh, on cue, really, to take our country apart, and no one can stop this crazy old man who doesn't belong in that office while they're chasing down Donald Trump or waiting on an election in 2025 by the time it'll take effect. And in the meantime, we are in serious trouble. I do hope there will be some changes, and I hope some common sense will uh, come about in the Republican Party. The question is, is how is is the Israeli issue now going to affect things? Uh, what I would say is this: Gaza is not the real problem. It's always been Hezbollah to the north. They're heavily armed up there, and that's directly, uh, directly related to Iran. So, uh, you know, I don't know how much bigger this is going to get. Where is BB Netanyahu going to uh, export all these people or evacuate them to? Possibly Ethiopia, Libya. I suppose those might be locations. But I mean, how are you going to move two and a half million people out of Gaza? if that's his plan, and I don't see any uh, solution there in the meantime. So, yeah, it's going to keep getting more intense. In the meantime, as you said, there will be these discussions about the money we don't have to spend on something else.
3: Well, I think the war is just a symptom of the economic mess that the world has found itself in. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how many times I say it, just let, you know, you got to let these countries, you know, it's not going to happen. We're in a, we're, we have a world system, and uh, we're being guided in, in ways that we have no control over. But uh, the, the, the simple solution is, is just simply take care of your own financial house and stay out of foreign affairs. That's, that's the simple solution, but we're not going to see it. So we're going to uh, have a, an interesting couple of years, Joe, while we see an economic worldwide reset. The last, I've said it how many times on the air before. The last global economic reset was called World War II they used war to get that accomplished and they're looking like they're going to do it again this time, Joe.
2: Yeah, it's going to, man, you know, and I think, you know, Steve's right. Uh, I think if Hezbollah really joins the fight here, uh, this is going to get expensive. Uh, this will get uh, really, really expensive. And, and I know that, uh, you know, we have uh, Yemen, uh, the Houthis there are firing rockets into where the U.S. troops are into Syria, uh, also uh, into Iraq as well. I think we're up to 45 of our troops have been wounded. Uh, you know, one of these things lands in the wrong at the ro- uh, in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Uh, does that draw the United States in? Is there a limit there? Right? Is there is there a number? X dead means. Yeah,
11: I think that's coming.
2: Right, right. Mm-hmm. X dead means we we've got to do something. Is there, do you, Steve? Do you think there's a number like that? And if so, uh, venture to guess what that number is.
11: I think it's going to be huge, Joe, I'm sorry to say, but I think there's actually a much bigger war coming in the Middle East in the very near future. I don't think that this is the biblical Gog-Magog invasion, but I think there's going to be problems in Iraq. Uh, I think we're going to see that all erupt again. Uh, well, you, we know the reason why the carrier forces are out there in the Mediterranean is essentially Hezbollah, and they have not shown any signs yet of backing down and moving back out, But uh, and they are the real— threat. They could level Israel in about an hour with the kind of missile power they have there. That's always been the real threat. Gaza is only small potatoes. And uh, I don't know how they're going to take care of that. But the bottom line is, is yes, it's going to get more extensive. Uh, Probably, as we've talked about, Iran will be there uh, to agitate the problems. Uh, And it's going to get worse in Yemen. It's going to get worse in a lot of these places. And it's going to get to the point where, as you said, Joe, we're not going to be able to ignore it any longer. Joe,
2: yeah, and I just see this as uh, because of the, and again, I said this at the very beginning. The language where this is our nine eleven. This is this is what they said. Matter of fact, uh, I hold on here. Just I got some breaking news on on this here. Um, All right, give me a second. Yeah, okay. Uh, fighting now is in the the heart. Of Gaza City, uh, they say they have the one of the leaders of Hamas uh, surrounded in a bunker, uh, and then uh, Netanyahu is saying that uh, they plan to uh, occupy the West Bank, or I'm sorry, Gaza, occupy Gaza. For an exp- extended period of time. So, uh, a little breaking news here uh, that Israeli troops are now in the heart of Gaza and they believe uh, that they have a major Hamas target surrounded.
11: Wow. Well, that might bring an end to some of that in Gaza, but it's not going to be the the, the end of it, as we know. It's going to keep getting worse. So, yes, we're going to have to stay tuned and watch and see, right?
3: Got one more segment here, the Half Empty Cup of Joe. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
10: little song I wrote you might want to sing it note for note don't
2: worry be happy wrapping it up here the final segment of the half empty cup want to thank all the texters today had a lot of good texters today obviously uh, Steve stars for for joining us as well Uh and and uh you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know what to think here as far as I don't want this thing to spread. That That's the last thing I want. But it just, it seems to me if, if Israel's like, okay, this is it. We've had enough. We want to wipe out. You know Hamas completely, and, and 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 then if it's going to wipe out Hezbollah, that means it expands, right? Because that means Iran. That I mean, uh, are we talking about a full scale war in the Middle East, Jason? I mean, that's that's kind of what it seems like to me. That that maybe maybe we've gotten to the point where okay, there'd be these little outbursts you know we had the 6 year war or the 6 day war and then you know all these little minor terrorist attacks and hey we're going to mm. allow pa- uh Palestinian state and we make all these uh you know try try to set it up to where we can live peacefully doesn't seem to work something really really bad happens and now we need uh... do we need a complete reset this is this something that needs to happen to try to say okay Let's really go after people to see if we can get peace. I mean, I, I don't know.
3: Well, uh, a lot of economic progress was made by, by the, uh, those, those that be, the powers that be, with the Vietnam War. The Vietnam War was a massively uh, successful actual campaign economically to change the world system, you know, move it towards this world system we have today. You don't need to have every single country in the world at some massive war. You just simply have to economically change things with the war that's there. So uh, is the war in the Middle East going to expand? Yeah, I think for the kind of spending that needs to be done for things to go in the direction that is it appears it's going, yeah, there'll probably be. I, I, I definitely see Syria involved. I, uh, Hezbollah in Lebanon, I'm sure that'll happen, like Steve has been t- talking about. Iran, I don't know. But regardless, it's all about... It's all about the money. It always comes down to, to, to power and control. And uh, that, that's, I think yeah, the Middle East is where it's going to be. I, I think uh, Ukraine will probably end here in the next year or two. Uh, Steve, I don't know about you, but it, 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 you don't have to have an entire world war f- for them to get what they need. But, I mean, I guess if things go the wrong way, it could end up being bigger.
11: Yeah, I think so, too. Right now, Russia is distracted, but that won't last long. And we, uh, I, all we can do is just hope and pray, friends. And, and in the meantime, just try to stay close to everybody and get organized locally, I'd say. You know, once again, friends, uh, uh, you know, uh, Joe and Jason, everybody listening, I want to thank you for having me on. It's been really great to be with you again. Uh, support the station. We're getting you the best information we can. We're working as hard as we can to do it. So thanks again, guys. Joe,
2: Steve, thank you for for being with us and everything you bring. Uh, and And is is it vote day there, Jason? Today, make sure you get out and get that done.
3: Yeah, yes, yeah. All, all the uh, all the it's the weird middle so year. We, we have here you have here certain things here on a ballast. Well, so. Get out in both. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. No on II and no on HH, I guess.
11: Yep. Yes. Sir.
2: If no nothing else, if that's all you do. At least do that, right? You can, you know, you don't even have to vote for anybody else. At least vote no for those two things.
3: Right on. Excellent. You've been listening to Half Empty Cup of Joe. We'll be back tomorrow. Alex Jones is coming up next. Uh, Joe and Jason. Well, we're going to be back tomorrow at nine a.m. for the Patriot Radio News Hour, and then we'll be back here at ten a.m. tomorrow for do the Half Empty Cup of Joe. Chris Lewis will be our guest tomorrow. We'll see you guys later.
0: Do something. Stop it, Do
19: something.
7: This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group.
18: Hey,
14: this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group.
18: Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling.
14: You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake, we're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654.